Hello and welcome to the TNC podcast, your go-to Norwich City listen. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be a happy listen again this week. To try and cheer things up, we thought, who in our contact book is happy, joyful, constantly provides us with smiles? <laughs> Dean Ashton came out, top of the list. <laughs> Hello, my man. Good you? to see you. And, you. and in your busy golfing schedule, so good <laughs> to pin you down to a date. It's, um, it's great to see you. Yeah, well, the weather's turned, so you got lucky, <laughs> basically. We laugh, Chris, don't we? We've got the, the weekly feature with Dean on, on, on TNC. Dean, the the warm-up. Warm and... Before Dean sends his video, we have a little bet and we go, I wonder where he is this week. <laughs> yeah. Is he in Spain? Yeah. Greece? Yeah. Benidorm? You know, did you, were you yeah. in Benidorm? Absolutely. Did you enjoy yourself? Don't knock it until you try it. Smashing, down down those, lovely place. Smashing down those turbo shandies. Always. Yeah, I've gone back to them recently. Have you? Have. You've gone back? <laughs> yeah. yeah, retro. Only OG TNC podcast listeners will understand the banter mm. of Dean Ashton and his turbo shandies. Whenever, you know, and it doesn't often happen, but when a TNC viewer comes up to us in the street and has something positive to say, I'd say a 50% strike rate going, love the episode with Dean. Can't believe we didn't know what turbo shandies yeah, were. It's a exactly. lot of respect to you on the streets, Dean. <laughs> and I'm excited about this episode because we now don't have to call in OD the original Dino, we can just call him the Dino now yeah, yeah. because you found that tr- tricky. Didn't you? D- Dean Smith was um, did, not ideal. So. No, um, right, cheery start. Let's bring the mood down. <laughs> Norwich City continue to lose football matches at a rate of knots. We are far closer to the bottom of the table than we are the top of the table now. And Dean, I get you know we haven't spoken to you on the podcast this season. The start was really promising. I guess let's take it back to the summer. You've seen the the transfer dealings the manager in place, what's going on at the football club. What were your expectations of this season before a ball was kicked? Um, I think I said on on um, a programme I was on um, with the media that I do is that I thought it would be a difficult season, not maybe as difficult as it's been showing recently, but I thought it would be a, a mid-table, just missing out on the playoffs mm. type of season, looking at the squad that they had. Um, at the start of the at the start of the season, um, players that had obviously left, where the club was at, and then looking at the other teams in the league that I thought were much better prepared, mm. and it's becoming such a, a strange league as you know, stranger than it normally is. So I, that's just where I saw it in terms of the quality of, of the squad. It was clear that partly down to funds, partly down to maybe the, the lack of success in previous campaigns. The recruitment probably changed over the summer from young, up-and-coming players that we thought might have something to, right, we need a, a core of experience, Jack Stacey, Duffy, etc. Do you think this squad at the moment is, is a balanced one? Are you, are you excited when you kind of see the players in the roster? To, to, to give, to give it the American uh, wow. terminology. I think, look, what you've got is you have definitely got um, Championship and Premier League experience in that squad. Who doesn't need experience? Every cl- club needs certain players that have got the experience. But are they still at the right level that they can be pushing for promotion in this league? With the speed that the league is now becoming, that's dropping down, you know, dripping down from the mm. Premier League. When I watch the championship, I feel like it's becoming faster, uh, more physical, um, teams that counter-attack with unbelievable pace and numbers, um, different styles now in terms of the way they want to play. Um, so yes, you need the experience as long as as long as long they're at the top level. And, and what are they like as characters? It's, you know, you've got to have the right characters that come in and want, um, they don't see it as a as a final sort of payday and they see it as, as a real chance to maybe prove a few a few people wrong. Um, and it felt like that at the start of the season. Um, but as the time has gone on, those experienced players, it feels like, aren't elevating themselves and really showing that experience. Mm. Um, and that's the worry, I guess, is, is those experienced players aren't aren't producing the performances that you would expect of, of, uh, of senior players. Do you think it's all on them, Dino? Um, I know that I know that obviously we, we've got a lot of youngsters as well. I think a lot of those youngsters are far from ready. Um, I look at Liam Gibbs, I look at Tony Springett, um, amongst others as well. And, and I just think to myself, Bloom and Eck, like you're very, I think your point's valid about those experienced lads. But I also think the young talent that we've got, you know, it, it's nowhere near, you know, the, you know, Ben Godfrey, Jamal Lewis, Max, Todd, you know, that sort of, 
purple patch that, that we had of, of, of youngsters coming through, it seems even the quality of those has, has gone down. But I'm interested in your opinion, Dina, because you watch a lot of championship football. Do you think that these players could and should be around the playoffs? Or have I been a little bit deluded to be thinking that this squad should be? Because I'm looking at it and going, well, hang on a minute. We've got Johnny Rowe breaking through. We've got Angus Gunn in goal. We've got Ashley Barnes, who's just won the title with, with Burnley. We've got a Kenny McLean. I know you're a big Kenny McLean fan in the middle of the park as well. I think you infamously said he'd be the top goal scorer or something. Didn't you do something stupid in the last one? What did you say? <laughs> that was last season. Some nonsense like that. <laughs> anyway, um, I just look at that and I do, I do just think they could and should be sniffing around the playoffs. But it just makes me think, like, is this the manager? Is this the, are you solely saying it is just the experienced players that are letting this Norwich City team down? No, I'm not. Of course I'm not, because it's there's more than just the senior players that's there. Um, and I think you're right. I think It's very difficult to keep producing the level of players, youngsters, mm. that, that you had in recent years. That's That takes genuine cycles to come around. Even the top clubs that you would say produce a lot of good players don't necessarily produce that many that often. It, it's, it's, a, it's a genuine process and a cycle, it tends to be. Um, and, and then you've got... Obviously, those players that I think the key sometimes are these. You've, you've, the club has gone and bought a, a Pookie, a Buendia, a Sara, say, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, relatively unknown as such, taking a bit of a risk, um, finding players that maybe other clubs um, have not noticed and done very well. But that can't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Again, even the best clubs that have done that find it difficult to keep going and finding those gems that are coming and genuinely going to change your team. Mm-hmm. And to pin your hopes on that, I think um, Sargent was a great example in the Premier League season. A player that was bought with potential, clearly nowhere near ready. Yeah. Could show a flash now and again. Yes. Nowhere near ready, but was played mm. and was involved a lot. Yes. Then you take the flack that comes with that when you're out there. Because when you're out there, you've got to expect to take it. If you're going to be out on the, on the pitch, you've got to expect to take it. You're there. You've been paid well. You're there to entertain. That's the, that is the job. Mm. You either handle it or you don't. But he was thrown right in when he probably wasn't ready. And I think there are players in this squad that maybe aren't ready to be in the limelight as much as they are, but are in there and are being um, are being judged regularly. So what? Because the start, the, the 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 confusion for me, and I probably speak for Chris as well. I expected much like you, probably mid table might you know be within a few points of the playoffs for, for just to give you enough hope to get you through the season but actually would fall off much like what happened last season and then I saw the first five games Dean and I thought okay there is something about this side we're keeping clean sheets we're scoring goals I know the injuries to Sergeant and Barnes didn't help but the the drop-off since that point has been startling what does that come down to because you don't go from a good player to a bad player overnight you don't go from a a good manager to a to a bad manager overnight, but it that that contrast in performance levels has been just really concerning. Yeah, but if you take two of the best players out of any team in this league, they will find it a lot more difficult. Mm. They just will, and especially two players in the same position. Mm. And if you look at Norwich defensively, they are a relegation team. They yeah. just are bottom, you know, bottom in all the stats. Levels, yeah. They are a relegation team. Mm. But in attack, they are a possible promotion team. You know, only only Leicester um, and Ipswich have scored more goals. Mm. So you have that massive contrast of they're clearly able to create chances mm. and score chances, but the defence is so bad mm. that that's why you're probably going to end up in, in mid-table. But in terms of defensively, you think of Barnes and you think of Sargent, and I think a great combo that's going to start your press, Mm. Sergeant's work rate is incredible. Barnes is clever, brilliant at holding the ball up, getting the team up the pitch. What I see right now is a team that's <clears throat> not ready when they lose the ball. Mm. They're a team that doesn't press in the right way and defend in the right way. Players going out of position and then they're just being gaps and you're going, mm. you know, how, how is this happening to a team that that should, with the players, be, be playing better? But... If you miss those players, not only in attack, but in the way they defend and the way you start to defend, that can make a huge difference as well. To complement what, what Dino's saying, you go back to your era of playing at Norwich City and 
I'm not buying this. I'm definitely not buying this bullshit about, well, we're, miss, we're missing Sarge and Barnes, so you can't expect to get anything. The defence must do better. They're an absolute shambles. They're a shambles. You go back to, to your era of playing in, in, in the teams that you played in, and I can almost guarantee that we'd have still kept clean sheets. We'd have still not made silly mistakes. And critically, Dino's probably not gone on to this yet, but will do. The mentality is absolute night and day. That team, if you were out injured, you know that your lads were digging deep. No, oh, fucking hell, we've not got Dean Ashton starting up top today. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to work even harder because we're not going to be scoring as many goals. Albeit, you had a McKenzie there with you, right? Mm. And there's no, there's not really the, those options, is there? We, we are going to talk about Sunderland, aren't we, in, in more depth, but I'll sort of skip the order today. I'm fascinated to know from you, Dino, from a player's perspective, what do you think these lads are thinking, feeling, listening to at the moment? Because the mood in, in the Norwich City sphere, and a comment, if you're listening or watching on YouTube or social media, let us know if, if I'm barking mad here. I'd say the majority of Norwich fans now want David Wagner out, they're starting to turn their blame to the board. A lot of people are venting. They're extremely angry and emotional on social media, and rightly so. As a player, watching that, listening to all that happening, what do you think is going through their heads now? Particularly coming into the January window, the form, what do you think? Look, I think it is really difficult for me to say they're thinking this or they're thinking that because... I'm not right in there of course. as to what's happening in the, in the... I can only go from my experiences back then when we got relegated um, in, in 2006, or two, was it 2005, mm, 2006? Yes. Um, and then that preceding season where we still had quality players. We'd lost some, like they had just recently. Um, we had new signings coming in that were either experienced players or fresh talent that they wanted to, to blood into the squad. You had players who were that still there that probably felt they could have and should have had a move or wanted a move and it never happened. How do you re-motivate those players? So that's why it surprised me so much that they started the season so well, Norwich, mm, right. because of that hangover that you can have from the Premier League season. But it was a case of, you could, and, and we had it, but not as severe, I don't think, as it is now within the stadium. You know, mm. you had Nigel Worthington as the manager. We had quality players on the pit, yet the performances were odd. We drew games that we shouldn't. We we lost games where we were clearly the better team, but there just wasn't there wasn't something right. And that's the mix. That is the mix of players will either think I'm too good for this team mm. and, I sh- and I should be mm. I should be somewhere else. They will. They'll think it. Um, you'll have players that aren't ready and that have been bought in, but because the budget's dropped, they're a different type of player. And you'll have players look at that player and go, mm. why, why is he here? He's Compared to what we had last season, mm. this is a downgrade um, within our squad. They won't say it to each other because lads... But they'll be thinking it. But they'll be thinking it. And, they'll, and depending on what the manager's doing, then you might get... And when things go wrong, it's like we're at school again. Mm. Like, you'll have it, you'll have the little pockets of players that will be thinking, is that, what's he doing there? Or mm. he takes Johnny... Re- Why would he take off our, the, the player that's... Mm, if yeah. we're going to score, he's going to score. Why, why would... You know, and... You'll have players question though, but that's what that's what it is to be in a in, in a, you're going to have all of that, and it's how the manager can deal with all of that and get the best out of the the players. But it is difficult when the mood drops. You're having to go in every week. It's pretty flat. Mm. Who who picks who picks who up, um, and when you can see that it's not right, who is it that's that you turn to? I think mm. that's the that's the difficult part without having without having players that, even when you're not great, I don't think necessarily um, with the injuries we've got at the moment as well, you've got enough players that could win you a game anyway. Mm. The other thing, sorry to go Mm. for you there, Jack, is, sorry to throw you under the bus, Dino, you managed to bugger off. Yeah. Right? So you got your move away from the football club. When it started to go Pete Tong, you were like, oof, I I need to move now. And rightly so. You know, you absolutely needed to be playing Premier League football, mate. But another conversation that is growing now amongst the supporters is, if I'm Johnny Rowe, if I'm Gabriel Sara, if I'm, you know, maybe even Angus Gunn with, with obviously all of his international appearances and clean sheets for Scotland, you're looking at this and you're going, sod this. 
I ain't putting up with this any longer. So do you think Norwich City also run the risk of losing their best players in January? Yes, of course. That's the nature mm. of football. We are As players, you have to be inherently selfish to mm. make it anyway. And if you're ambitious, then you want to be at the highest level you can be. You talked about Angus there. He's playing you know, with Scotland and, and some of those performances and experiences that he's having. I want them more and more regularly. But I think he'll, he'll certainly have a... a you know his heart set with with Norwich, but and that's going to be difficult. But these players are ambitious. I'm sure they are. So yeah, of course it will be. And that's again, that's the job of the the club and the manager to make sure day in day out he's making those players feel like they need to be at mm. Norwich and they can see something progressing. Let Let's move the conversation on to to Saturday, Sunderland. Do we have to? And it and it was it came <laughs> at the end of a really difficult. You know, we, we looked at this week at the start of the season and went, oh, Leeds, Borough, Sunderland. That's probably going to be difficult. Came at the wrong time. Look, no excuses. Take the lead against Sunderland. You go, okay, like we've we've weathered some pressure. We've we've moved the ball nicely. Nice finish from Huang. Good to get him off the score sheet. Great opportunity to build here. A win away at Sunderland would. Be, do the world of good and we, we clung on for another 10 minutes and then the same mistakes came back and when you were speaking about the defence earlier Dean you're right I mean bottom of the, the, the table basically in terms of every defensive metric you look at it is shambolic but I'm looking at the defensive line and you might think differently here but I'm going Angus Gunn international goalkeeper I know he wasn't there at the weekend but let, let's say he is Dimi Anulis. I rate him. I think he, on his day, can be a really good talent and, and was being sniffed around by some top clubs when we got him. A defensive pairing of Gibson and Duffy, that's probably the area of the pitch where is most up for kind of debate. And then a right back in Jack Stacey, who again, wasn't there at the weekend, but actually his performance levels have been okay. So individually, you've got some players there who, in my opinion, are, are decent championship players, yet thrown together have seemingly never seen each other before and have, uh, have forgotten to, how to sort of work their limbs. Surely that is a manager thing, right? In, in terms of a system. Because as you say, we've lost Sarge, we've lost Barnes, we've now forgotten how to defend. So we're not scoring mm. and we're also not defending. But surely the, the, the tools are there to put together some form of performance. I think you've got experience. Of course you have. Um, you talk about Janoulis, as in you like him as a player. But... You would. I'm. I'm not saying you are naive, but you would be naive. He is, to, no, he is you naive. would be naive to think that. Oh, it's the back four. It's them. That's mm. how they. Teams don't defend like that anymore. Okay. Because when we have the ball, you'll expect Junulis to to be doing that work. Yeah. You'd be expecting Stacey to to be doing that work. So then it's when you lose the ball, where are the are the defensive mm-hmm. side of the game? And you look at the midfield, and I think, and I just think about. Sunderland game for example mm. and I watched them against Leicester yeah. obviously gave um, you guys the, the, the run of what I thought mm. and they're a young quick, athletic um, quick thinking quick playing side and Norwich aren't mm. who in that team could genuinely beat me in a race <laughs> at my peak oh, okay. the, the, what I mean is you need pace in your side yeah, you yes. have to, nowadays nowadays you have to have it I don't, I don't care who what how you play you have to have players in the side that have a, a reasonable amount of pace mm-hmm. I'm talking out of possession yeah. when we're on the attack when Norwich is on the attack we need pace in that defensive area whether it's midfield yeah, yeah. and you know I, I watched the recent games, I think of the Leeds game in particular, mm. where Norwich are on the attack and within three passes, our midfield have been bypassed mm. and, and cannot yeah. get back because they're just not quick enough. Mm. It's not the bad players. They're not quick enough to get back against a Leeds team that have got unbelievable pace on the break. And then you're exposing two centre-backs. Mm. The last thing they want is a race. Mm. They, they won't want it. They'll want protection. They're, they're players that need protecting rather than exposing mm. in areas where they'll get they will just get found mm. out that's the type of players that, that they are that's what's worried me is that how it, how can't they see that with those players there's no way you can be open when you mm. lose the ball you just can't you can't play that way 
I, I, you're bang on, mate. And I think what's worse, and I think personally is a, is a new thing that I'm noticing now, which scares me even more than, than just what you've said, Dino. I'm not sure they want to get back. I'm not sure they want to work to get back. There was talk of this being, you know, we are going to be the fittest team in the league was one of the quotes banded about. This team are unfit. And to be honest with you, I looked at the how sluggish we were at Sunderland and I know it's lazy to say, it's just my honest opinion, I question whether they wanted to even get back. Honestly, I think the mentality is completely down the toilet. I think as soon as we concede, game over. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute horror show. It's completely unacceptable. Players are fucking jogging back. It's, it's, what, what are you doing? I, I, That's the minimum. You run yourself into the ground, right? It's, I think it's as simple as that. It's interesting you raise that, Chris. And I, Dean, I hate saying the players don't want it because I think it's a really... La- I think they do, but they're just not tracking back, Jack, is my point. I think it's a really lazy kind of cliche to ban it. Look, I've never played, so I wouldn't know. But when I heard Chris Gorham saying it on Radio Norfolk, who's so level-headed and and so, I guess, reserved in terms of coming forwards with this stuff, and, and he's saying, oh, I'm not sure our midfield are, are playing for their manager, that, that mm. rang alarm bells for me. Mm. And, and watching it back, I'm going... Is that a thing? Do, 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 do players, and I know you, you, you can't compare the two, but if, if you're seeing what's going on and you're seeing certain tactics implemented and certain things not working, does your effort levels drop somewhat? I would, I would say, I mean, I've probably only ever seen one, maybe two players that I genuinely thought, you, you really don't care. Mm. You're not that bothered. I think... A was, lot of players. Was this at Norwich? No, no, it was just right. throughout my career. Mm, okay. but I just, I, I just thought, you know, with this team and so many players that I've, I've played alongside, it's not that they don't want to. Mm. Um, confidence, it's almost like it saps you. Mm, it's so yeah. strange. You know, um, your mind is such a powerful thing when you're playing. And when you can hear, you can hear a groan mm. if you give the ball away and they're suddenly counter-attacking it. You know, that, that will affect you. It is strange to see a team when they're low on confidence. Mm. It's like they're not running the same. It's like mm. they haven't got that. Yes, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely is a um, is a thing. But also, it could be a. It's happening again. Mm. That, that, that ball's given away, and as they as you're being counterattacked yeah. against, it's it's happening. It's, it's happening yeah. again. You know, when are we going to be able to sort it out? You know, I, I sort of I, I thought that with the 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 Kenny McLean penalty that he gave away was that. He's frustrated that Duffy's giving it away. Mm. He's then frustrated that he's trying to get back. He then makes a terrible challenge and just fronts up uh, rather Should... than getting side on and, and gives away gives away the penalty. And the frustration he shows within that, mm. that's not a player that doesn't yeah. care, is it? No, no, no. But it's a player that yeah. it, it, it probably finding himself in that position time and time again and thinking, yeah, I can't believe you know this is happening again. I'm yeah, no, I I, I agree with but all then, that. But then, but then you you are there. Week in, week out, live. You can watch the highlights. If you're mm. there live, you will watch yeah. the players and mm. think. If he's not sprinting back, you have every right to go. Well, I'm watching you live, and you're not sprinting 100%. back. So then that's. I mean, that's did, your own opinion. Well, but, and, and and you can't. But this is backed up by that. stat. But but also you can't. You know, we say on this podcast all the time. Facts don't care about feelings, and the stats say we give away the most big chances in a mm. game out of any team in the championship. So they are, they're, they're not doing their jobs properly. I'm not saying they don't care. I'm not saying that to be clear. I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's confidence. I think it's maybe they're disillusioned. I think they're confused. Mm. I'm not sure they, they necessarily know what they're doing. Away from the defensive transitions as well, Dino, sorry to manage this a bit, Jack, is I desperately want to hear your opinion on our forwards because we've debated this all season since we've lost Barnes and Sarge I really want your thoughts and feelings on Adam Eder and as we're now calling him scored his first goal for the club against Sunderland Hurricane Huang <laughs> what's your opinion on those two strikers what have you seen what are your honest thoughts on those two players I would say I mean Huang took his goal brilliantly um, but I, again I, I think he's more poten- I, don't, I see potential I don't see player that's going to mm. take this league by storm and drive the team forwards um, I think a player that if you give him the right role will give you the maximum amount of effort out of possession which I think we need mm. um, Adam Ede is a, a really interesting one for me I, I commentated on the hat trick he scored in the cup 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And Preston, I thought, yeah. wow, how impressive is this kid? Okay. Like, was just confident, bullied defenders, um, led the line, held the ball up. I thought, brilliant. What a player to have on your books to, to sort of nurture. And, and I just don't feel like he's improved. Mm. And, and I think that is down to probably him and to the club. Why is he not improved? Why, why am I watching him and thinking you're not getting better? Your runs, um, the way that you defend in terms of your body shape and the lines that you try and cut off, your finishing when you do get in those positions, why isn't that improving from mm. the first day I, I sort of saw you? Mm. And that's, that's the worry. Mm. I, th I think there's a player there. I just don't think that the potential has been brought out of him for either. Should have got a loan Probably had, should have had a loan move and played more. He's very sort of in and out. Yeah. I know he struggled with injuries as well. Um, but at the moment, he's not reached the levels that, no. you, that you need. And that's that's just my honest opinion about what you need to be and where you need to be at. Mm. But then again, he hasn't had 10 games where someone's gone, there you go. There you go, off you go. Mm. I, don't, I don't care if you miss chances. I don't care. We're working on this. You're going to be this. I'm sticking with you because that's what probably mm. all of the top players yeah. um, that sort of make it and, and certainly players at Norwich that have come through and done well, they, they get runs of games. Yeah. It's so hard to come in, play two games, maybe miss a chance, be pulled out again. That is very, very difficult to then build up any rapport with your mm. teammates, learn the position. He still feels like he's he's really young and he's still yeah. really learning and that, that stage of his career should have but, really gone. But yet again... Dino, you know, you mentioned it earlier. We're, we're signing players with potential. I call them green bananas. Yeah, we're signing green bananas. They're not ripe yet. None of these players are anywhere near ripe. So, like, when you get a bunch of green bananas from the supermarket, you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to eat these for a week. What's the world's point? So, I think the signings are poor. I just want to say one positive, which was linked to the Huang point that, that you make. It was a tidy finish from ten yards. It was easy though. I think it was easy. <laughs> I, I know I do. I do do. I think I could have scored that, and I'm terrible. I was pulling no. a wondrous left back in the changing room. But what a, a great positive to get it in there is Mr. Young Kellen Fisher. Do you think? Absolutely brilliant. On his debut against Jack Clark, I thought he held his own. He marched up the pitch. He took his player brilliantly to set up the goal for Hurricane Huang. Don't be harsh on another youngster. Mate, we've only got one positive. Uh, don't don't turn this into a negative. Come well, I'd, be, I'd, I'd love to hear from... <laughs> no, I will, I will turn it into a negative. <laughs> Look, Fisher was playing non-league football last season. Yes. He's got, you exactly. But this and is, he's just made his first championship start assist. Jack Clark, you watch far more championship football than we do. Probably one of the championship's best players. And, I mean, it's probably a Wagner thing more than a, than a Fisher thing. But, I mean, Fisher was torn to pieces time after time. A couple of the goals came. And I'm looking at... And, and the, the point that Dean mentioned earlier, if I'm a striker and I'm looking back at my teammates, I don't think I've got any confidence in them. If, I, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm Huang and I'm looking back and it's Jack Clark one-on-one -on -one with Fisher... I know he's winning that race and it's not Fisher every time. And, and I guess it comes to that point, Dean, of if, if you're in this current setup as a striker, do you look back and, and, and bank on your teammates to win their one-on-ones, to do their duties, or do you think they're just out of their depth? You, you can't ask strikers that because we're so arrogant that, <laughs> that, that it's all your fault yeah, if we, yeah, yeah. If we okay. concede. But if you were to and score it's two... All my, it's, all, it's all on me when we score. If you That's were to score like. two... But what I would, would say is, is, I mean, you could say it's brave from Wagner. You could say he's trying stupid. to... I I do as well. I, thought, I just thought I'd watch Jack Clark, and I have watched him for the last season, two seasons, and he's been unbelievable. Yeah. I don't think there's probably a winger in the division that's yeah, better. And you've put this lad up against him without really giving him the protection. Mm. I tried it to bring up a positive for fuck's no, sake. No, no, Come but, on. No, no, but Mike, you're, you're right in the positive. In he did make the of, goal. He, he made the goal. It was a brilliant cutback because yeah. he could have just played that in and he that didn't. That was he, the positive. He, he, spotted, yeah, he spotted the pass yeah. rather than just playing it in aimlessly. Yeah. He spotted that cutback, yes. which was brilliant. I, I don't blame him at all. I don't, I don't give him one ounce of blame for that yeah. performance. You're up against Jack Clark. the best winger. You're not ready. Top goal scorer in the league. You, you haven't got a centre-back yeah. that's going to come out and protect you because, yes. because yes. Duffy's not going to do that. He's just not. He yeah. doesn't want to go out there. He wants to protect his position. Well, yeah. he's not even protecting his position, Dino. The midfielders aren't going to go out and protect you. The winger's not doing enough work to come and double up 
Jack Hartney's doubling up on mm. yeah. every time, not leaving 1v1 against a, a player that's not ready. That's what surprised me when the team sheet came out. I thought, that's that's Bold. unbelievable. I mean, uh, the, the writing is on the wall. I mean, we're, we're all dancing around it, let's be honest. Wagner's got to go. It's as simple as well, that. I like him. I want to make this clear. I've, I've, I've posted it already online, but I'll, I'll say it in the podcast as well. I really like David Wagner. We had the pleasure of interviewing him on the podcast. I really desperately wanted it to work for him. A man with a moral compass intact, a good, trustworthy bloke, ever the professional, uh, really cares about Norris City. Just can't get a tune out of this team. And unfortunately... It's been the wrong the wrong time for him because I look at that. You know, obviously we brought up Kellen Fisher there. I also look at taking off Johnny Rowe. I also think, my God, you've put Kenny McLean at centre back. Of course he's going to make a mistake. He's not a bloody centre back. What are you doing? And it just shows a real. I mean, God knows how Ben Gibson feels right now, and people will be shouting at me for that because he's made so many mistakes. I know, but imagine being pulled off. Um, you know, and Kenny comes on and then gives away that penalty. It's like, my God, it's falling apart. I think Wagner's tactics, starting lineups, in-game management, it stinks of desperation now. And he's just hoping that something yeah. comes good. Taking all of these gambles, it's done. It's over. And the longer Norwich City leave this, the worse it gets. I feel sorry for David Wagner right now. I do, because, you know, we're live on Sky next Sunday and um, it's going to be toxic. I think will be comfortably beaten and it hurts me so much to say that and I feel sorry for him because he should be sadly put out of his misery it's unfair on David Wagner now um, it's, well, it's, it's all just so sad how it's all panned out well look you, you think time's up for David Wagner the club have a different opinion he will be in charge for this weekend's game unless something drastic happens between now and then let's get to Twitter because there's plenty yeah. of questions for Dean and, and this is a good one to kick things off from Dom Spencer Dom asks Dean, could a different manager transform this team or is it simply the qualities not there? And and, and the, the kind of mood I've got from you throughout this, you know, half an hour or so, I'm getting the feeling from you that you just don't really rate the squad. Is that a fair assessment? I would say the squad are about where they are. Okay. I don't, I don't think the squad is a, you know, playoff, mm. certainly not promotion squad. Mm. I, I, I don't. I think it's a squad that's, you know, again probably about where it is yeah um i think transform is a big word because i'm not sure a manager could come in and transform this squad mm. because of the 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 level of talent in it could a manager come in and maybe play in a way that suits the players that are there better possibly yeah but i think what the fans have got to ask themselves is and it's a difficult question to really go well it's definitely that but would you have got rid of him before the injuries to the two forward players? So would you have got rid of him no. then? No, I wouldn't have done. And I know it's easy to, to, to look at it because they're not here. Yeah. And, and you still think, well, the manager should be doing better with what he has. Every team has injuries. Yeah. But he has lost his two most influential players mm. in that squad, maybe Sarah aside. And, and is it then fair to say, well... And, and it's not like it's just it's since then mm. it's basically since then the decline has been incredibly rapid but most of the goals were coming from midfield Dino and this is what a lot of people are forgetting but I'm talking about I, 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 I mentioned two. it earlier about what those two do of course. for you in a defensive I, I agree. I, way I do agree with that and, and with how when the ball does go up it's yeah. going to stick better you True. get higher up the pitch your centre backs are further away from the goal yeah. it takes teams a lot more to get through you to then create their yeah. their chances. So that's that's the conundrum, but you can't get away from the facts of what your eyes tell you, yeah. which is the performances have been diabolical. You know, they've conceded 18 goals away. It's like, mad. 18? Yeah. I mean, it's a horror show. Games. It's completely unacceptable. And can I just say as well, I'm going to put this out there, you know, with, with reference to what happened with you on social media this week. Do not let anyone tell you that this form is acceptable. Mm. Do not let anyone tell you that this is all right for Norwich City to do this. It's absolutely not. And this club is an absolute freak of nature in the sense of it's it's very unique. There's there's a husband and wife as, as well as colleagues in the Webbers. There's of course Dealer and Michael. It's completely unique. Any other football club 
this is ch- this has been changed four or five games back. It's as simple as that. So it's just it, it, it's just it's just completely unacceptable. I wanted to make a point of that. Gear change for you, Dino, and I hope you don't mind me asking this question, but we got to because you're on the pod. California Canary, Mark Woodroff says sliding door moment for Dino. Ask him. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to cope with this. Ask him if he'd stayed at City, not gone to West Ham, and consequently not got injured with England. Would he have then been England's best forward for years? There's a bit of a, if Monty had balls, should be my uncle type question. But well, you know, what's, what is your reaction to that? I do get asked this sort of question quite a bit in terms of people say, well, you would have been this and you would have been that. Um, I think Harry Kane's a great example of a player that I would say I wanted to be like or, or certainly was around that type of player. Mm. Um but would I be? Would I have been as good as Harry Kane? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If you looked at my goal record, and I had a lot, I played a lot more games um, at a young age. But if you looked at my goal record, it's not like you're going to be Shearer, you're mm. going to be Sheringham, you're going to be Harry Kane. It, it wasn't. And and when I played, I found it very hard. It wasn't like I found the game easy. Right. And I went on runs where I scored. You know, two one week, three one one two, two. I just didn't. I'd go six games without a goal. Mm. I'd then get a few. I'd then. So I can only go off what I was, which was I thought a super talented player that could have made it to the very top with with sort of any club and and certainly with my country. But I'm not. I'm not sure I would have been quite okay. that level because. Mm. That's that is an unbelievable level to get to, and, and I don't think I was good enough at scoring goals to be at that level. I disagree. I think you would have been to the very top, definitely. I think it's interesting you say there, Dean, that you you, you never found it necessarily easy, because you know from my memories watching you, you just it seemed like it was effortless. Like it just you know when you see some strikers and they score a hatful of goals, but you knew they really had to work hard to get to that point. Goal scoring to you just seemed like yeah. you just knew how to do it. But why didn't I do it more then? I guess some finishes felt easy, but it, it just never felt easy. Do you know what I mean? I with watching Dino? Yeah, no, 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 but I, but I do, Dino, and you make reference to Adam Eder earlier, or you know, even our strikers that we've got, you know, in, in Barnes and Sargent. I, I feel like for you, it was just natural, mm. it was instinctual, it was. You found the spaces. You made the runs. You knew where to where to hang out in the box. And our current strikers, they haven't got any of that. Yeah. Statement from Jamie Everson: Our club is a rudderless boat heading for the rocks. Agree? Well, I guess we uh, to steer this slightly in a, in a slightly slightly. I think. Dean, what's your opinion of... Hang on, you can answer that question or not? Are we a rudderless boat? I think that's slightly harsh. Is it? But well, who's I... controlling the boat then? Well, this is the question I want to pose to You're Dean. 15 others. What... Ah, okay. <laughs> this is the question. I guess, so Stuart Webber's leaving, sort of. Ben Napper's coming in in terms of a sporting director role. So there's going to be change there. And we know just how hands-on Stuart's been over the past seven years, however long he's been here. If you were the person coming in to replace Stuart, the, the new man um, leading that role and, and leading football operations, would you want Stuart to be remaining around for a handover period? Or would you just want a clean a clean break? Because at the moment, it looks as if Stuart will, will be here until about March. So there's there's four months where you've essentially got two people Leading the if ship. you if you get a new girlfriend, you don't want the ex coming for dinner every week, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, you wouldn't, would you? you? You you'd want to be able to have the freedom yeah. to express yourself <laughs> but, but, yeah. and, and get your get your ideas across. Yeah. But again, we are not privy to how much of a benefit that could be to have the handover period. But I just think with Norwich, and I think if you look at all the top clubs, mm. and I would use. Brighton is probably the best model. Yeah. Is that Brighton have gone, this is the club we're going to be. Yeah. This is the way we are going to play. And we do not care who becomes the manager. Mm. We'll get that right because we're going to pick somebody mm. that plays this type of football. And so we can recruit now for the next 10, 20 years, mm. knowing we're going to recruit for this style. Yeah. I think that is definitely very important. I think if you want stability, when you when you 
when you get into the Premier I League think, as well. I think Dean's spot on. I think we, we mentioned it last week, Chris. We are a confused side from <clears throat> top to bottom. We don't know yeah. the football we play. That changes every week. We don't know what type of players we're signing. We had that sweet spot of two, maybe three years when Farker first came in and Weber was yep. operating at the peak of his powers. Of We knew the players were signing. We knew they'd slot into a certain system. Yep. And it was that way or no way. And now it's a bit of everything. I, I agree with the point of we don't know who we are, what we're doing or where we're going. We, we can all agree, and I'm sure Norwich fans listening and watching would agree, we need a complete clear out from top to bottom to start again. No messing around now. We need big, big change at this football club. But I would maybe just positively challenge this by saying the difference between us and Brighton is we haven't got a pot to piss in. We've got no money. Or at least the money that we did have, we've squandered it all. 60 million quid we gave Daniel Farker to spend in his second season of the Premier League. 60 million quid. Right, and I know still Nottingham Forest spent 100 million and just survived, and you know, same for Aston Villa, 100 million quid and survived from um, the, the, the goal line technology decision. We could list loads of examples like that. So, I do think we had we have to add the context of we do lack investment, and I think you know, let, let's let's speak about this now. I think you know, we do need to make a very clear point that everything comes from the top in football everything, culture, leadership, mm. behavior. Um, fan feeling and you know Dee and Michael have been fantastic custodians for this football club over the years but we can all acknowledge the fact that they are down to their last peanuts they do not have the money to just go here you go like like the Atanasios they gave us a 10 million quid loan just just to have to just to keep the club mm. going I mm. mean we didn't even spend that on anything or maybe we spent it on data whatever that means mm. Or maybe it was the veg patch or the swimming pool or the soccer bot new battery. But it wasn't on a new player that can make the difference, Dino. Mm. So I think that'd be the only thing I'd say about the style of football. We, of course, threw it away by bringing in Dean Smith. But I, I, I did actually see some of the rationale behind that, given what he managed to achieve with Villa, what he'd done at Brentford. Um, but of course, hindsight is a wonderful thing. So that's the only thing I would say to stand up for, for the club's decision-making and the fact that we've, we've not got any money. But it is, it's, it's, as I said already, it's, it's so weird. Mm. This is not normal. Norwich fans need to know our club is not normal. The way it is operating, there's no chair. You know, the loss of Ben Kensel is major for this football club. There's no positive challenge from within at the moment, or certainly not enough, from what I can see from the outside looking in, honestly. It's a bloody mess. And that's why we've got all of this mess on the pitch, because it all comes from the top. Yeah, spot on. Um, lots of questions, Dean. We, we've mentioned the, the, the defence and just how many goals we're conceding. And a name that keeps popping up is Danny Bart. Now, player of the season last season at Sunderland, the, the, the side that have just beaten us. If you're a player in Danny Bart, you've come here, clearly wants to play, otherwise he would have just stayed at Sunderland. Um seeing the the mess that our centre-backs are currently creating I think it's fair to say it is a mess at the moment if you're a player and you're going well it's certainly not going right on the pitch I'm here I'm ready I want to play but you're not getting that opportunity what's going through the his mind at the moment I mean as a player obviously they're your teammates but if I'm a forward and I'm sat on the bench Mm then I don't want the forward to, I want us to win and mm. the forward not score. Okay, That's yeah. effectively what I want. Yeah. As I a love player. your honesty, mate. <laughs> no, but that, that, is, that is true, because I want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want you to, I don't want to sit and watch you play. Mm. I want to play. Yeah. So I need you not to score and preferably play badly, <laughs> but the team win. That yeah. would be ideal, really. Yeah. Um, and he'll be thinking the same in terms of, well, defensively we're poor, individually they're making mistakes, therefore I should be given a chance I think that's how every football team and squad should be, that if the player's not performing well enough, you get your opportunity, keeps Mm. hunger within the squad, keeps the players that aren't playing hungry, knowing I will get my chance Mm. if if it comes around. I think if you don't have that, that's a terrible place to be. What I would say, I agree with what you're saying there, Dino, Um, I do think there's an element of what you like to call Carl Lafferty syndrome here. (laughs) Is Danny Bart the answer to, to plugging the gap to help us stop scoring, conceding goals? No, it's not. Because we still play with um, a very uh, a high press in those attacking positions. We go man for man in those, in those forward positions. We invite the pressure on through the centre. 
for people to run at our slow centre-backs. And Danny Barr is a player with a very similar skill set to Duffy and Gibson, in my humble opinion. However, with the amount of goals that we are conceding, I would go as far as saying that if he doesn't start, if he does not start the next game against Blackburn at home, it's negligence. It's, it's absolute negligence. You've lost your marbles if you mm. cannot... The amount of individual mistakes that we are making, for him to not get a chance, it is negligence. Mm. I spoke to Sunderland fans when we first signed him, and they were like, you know, you've got fair play. You've got him on a free. Mm. He was our player of the season. He's a leader. He's a hard tackler. He's great in the air. Yeah, fair play. So I'd be royally pissed off if I was mm. him. I agree with Dino's point. I keep seeing a, a, a lot of gifts from, from fans just down the road, Dean. <laughs> I don't think it helps as well, does it, that Ipswich are having such a good season. I mean, they are... What are they doing right at the moment? And let's be really open and honest here. Like, we're probably going to need to compliment Ipswich at this segment. What are they doing right that, that we're not? Because on paper, similar squad value, probably less wages, I'd less say. Less wages, yeah, definitely. So the, res- you know, the whole resource thing is kind of out of the window with this argument. They're playing free-flowing football, young up-and-coming manager, hungry players. Maybe I've just said exactly what they are doing right there. What lessons can we learn from them at the moment? But you're, you've seen this before as Norwich fans. This is basically a carbon copy of Paul Lambert. I was going to say it the just same is. Thing. Yeah. You look at, I look at, you look at their squad and you go, well, where's the absolute yeah. superstars? Mm. There are none. There, mm. there, there just isn't. They've mm. got a team who know exactly how the manager wants them to play. Whoever comes in off the bench or through the squad is up to the level because of, of the coaching, I guess, and, and the way that he wants his teams his team to play. And all they've done is carried on with this momentum that they've got. Um, they surprised me, actually. I did the game away at Southampton, yeah. and they surprised me just how physical they are. They can play, mm. but they're a big physical team. Mm. You've got Morsi in the middle that won't shirk mm. his responsibilities. The back four are big. You know, they're, you've got Hurst up the top. They're a big physical physical team. Yeah. So there's just the balance is the balance is right. But there's no there's no superstars. It's not like we're talking about 10, 20 million pound mm. players that they've brought in. It's just a really good squad that's well coached and riding that riding that crest at the moment. Famously Ipswich spent four whole seasons recently in League One. <laughs> well, that's something I want to bring up League One to take oh. us to an even darker place on this on this episode of the TNC podcast. Josh Ashworth's statement: This time next year, we will be celebrating you boys donning the HMS Pistol League hats after we batter Wrexham, Port Vale, or Burton away in League One. But in all seriousness, I think if we don't turn this around by Christmas. We are in real trouble. And I am going to now say, Jack Reeve, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you were right. And how dare I snag you off for your prediction of that we would be in trouble this season. You're right. And it hurts me to say that you're right. Because I genuinely thought this squad had the quality in to be muscling into the playoffs. They're nowhere near it. You're totally right. And for the first time this season, I'm, I'm scared. And I'm actually thinking, thank fuck that you know, we've got the likes of QPR, Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday, who, in my opinion, are, are, are doomed. Well, they really. won, at, won at the weekend. Uh, no, I, I think those three are doomed. We're lucky. But mm. I'm still thinking, ooh, look at the form, the stats. I don't see this getting better. And if they don't change Wagner before Napa, we're giving up all of those points. And I am starting to get myself in a tiff. Well, I think... I'm worried. Let, let's, let's calm down slightly. Because well, ooh, wow. Well, okay. because, because I think that... There are three worst teams. It'd be great to hear from Dean, who has watched more of Sheffield Wednesday and Co. than we have. When 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 we say Rotherham, and I, I mean they've beaten us this season, one of their few points. Of course. Oh, is there much difference between Norwich City and QPR at this stage, or are we, are we no operating I mean, in a similar bracket now? Very similar, Oof. defensively, defensively. Yeah. So defensively, sure. we're right there with those teams probably worse than a couple of those teams defensively everyone can go and have a look at as many stats as they want defensively we have been terrible we have been relegation um, sort of form but to score as many goals as Norwich have done already this season obviously the injuries coming back are going to be crucial Mm. you know when they are and and how quickly those players can can return 
and of course January to be able to hopefully bring other players in if you trust the people at the top. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about I don't think it no. takes that much yeah. for this team yeah. to go from in trouble to yeah. comfortably mid-table pushing the playoffs. Not in the playoffs but pushing. So playoffs. can you reassure Norwich fans we're not going down to League One this season. We'll be all right. We don't need to. We don't need to get ourselves. No, that no. Worried. With the, with the current team and form, you could. But I think with players coming back, it'll be um, all right. And, and possible players coming in January, then there shouldn't be an issue. But you don't want to be drawn of right in because that feeling week in week out, as you saw in the Premier League, when you get into those sort of situations, you're walking in every Monday after a defeat. Is, is not the place you want to be. Look, I think we'll, we'll sway away from Twitter because a lot of them are on the same line. Just to, to wrap things up, Dean, Wagner will be in charge for the game against Blackburn on Sky this weekend. A whole host of issues that we've been over in terms of where the club go long term and we will discuss that in length going forwards and on, and on the warm-up as well. But for this Sunday... For an instant hit, an instant result, what needs to change from the games you've seen over the past couple of weeks? I mean, if I was David Wagner, I would go, I do not care what any of you fans think. I'm going to play horrible football. I'm going to play Huddersfield football. Mm. Oh, be careful, say Huddersfield. I'm being serious, though, in terms of when I watched his team at Huddersfield, I thought, defensively, they're just so like organised. Yeah, Yeah. difficult to break down. Yeah. And then have some pace on the break, yeah. and 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 I would just say, well, you might want great football, but right now this is the way I need this this team to play to turn things yeah. around in a positive way. And if you get a nil nil, so what formation do. are you playing? What are you telling the teams? From the, what are you telling those boys when you go out and play horrible football? Well, I'd, I'd, well, be, saying, no, I'd be saying, look, this is these are our defensive stats. We can't, we cannot continue like right. this. Yeah. So what are you doing? We'll get relegated. Eight so. at the back or something, or what, what are you thinking? <laughs> no, no, I'm being no, serious. You know. You've got players with pace okay. that could work on the break. So there's no harm in having a defensive shape out of possession yeah. and being careful when you've got when you've got the ball, not throwing both fullbacks forward and only leaving one midfielder when you've got the ball. Mm. One fullback maybe goes, the other one tucks in yep. to make a third centre back. You just need to do things that protect I don't disagree with you. So what you're genuinely suggesting and I think the players would be okay with it. We are at the point now where we're going to park the bus at Car Road against Blackburn. But I, I'm, I don't I'm disagree thinking with you, by from the David Wagner point of view yeah, and absolutely. the team and what it needs to do to start rebuilding the confidence of the team. And that has to come from not conceding goals. I think, we, I think our expectation mentality does need to shift. As Dean says, bottom of the table in terms of defensive stats. We're not a free-flowing great side anymore. We may just have to you know, stop the rot with a point. We're Look, a nil-nil <laughs> battling performance. Oh, I'd no. take that at the moment. You can, can you not get behind that? No, 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 no I, no, I can. And my point was, Dino, I'm so saddened by the fact we're at that point. Mm. I'm just so saddened mm. by it. Where we've been, what we've done in recent seasons, the money that we've pissed up the wall. And we're at the point where we've got a former player saying, Van Wagner, I'm playing horrible football and parking the bus. I don't disagree. I'm just so sad that we've got to that point. That's why you're wearing black. You're, you're normally so no, I colourful. am. I'm, I'm mourning. So I'm actually mourning just... our football club right now. I actually am. I actually am. Dean, thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure. Great to chat. Thanks as always. always to have me, Top yeah. man. Uh, thanks very much for watching, everyone. We'll see you all again very soon. Bye bye.